Hello and welcome. This is Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. I am your host, that guy you listen to, Justin Lamb. It is episode 26, which is officially the six-month mark, so I've been wasting my life for half a year doing this podcast. It's very exciting. And I'm joined uh, once again, if you remember him from the Halloween episode or the long-lost Austin Powers episode you never heard, Chad Niney from California. California. Why? I well, let's California. Let's just, be, let's just you know, in the interest of accuracy, let's just be honest. I'm from Michigan. We grew up together, and I live in California, and I've been here for the past 15 years. Yeah, we're just talking about that. I find that they're crazy as well. And at what point, like, if you live in some place long enough, does that place become where you're from, and then you quickly like subtext it with, "I grew up in Michigan." I'm, hey, I'm Chad. I'm from California. I grew up in Michigan. I never tell people I'm from California, but only because people that are from California aren't the best. Is it weird that Annie says she's from Chicago? Kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding, California people. I live here. I have, to, I have to, you know, I have a lot of, my, some of my best friends are Californians. Um, the Californians. No. <laughs> but, uh, um, Anyway, yeah, I say I say I'm from Michigan. That's that's the takeaway here. I'm from Michigan. I well, I tell people I'm from Detroit because it's close enough. Close enough. And, and then they'll think maybe I have some street cred or something like that. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, well, I've been called the whitest guy. I had I had an African American guy one time call me the whitest guy he's ever met. So to be fair, so, I've called you that too. You know, it's not, yeah, it's something that happens in, not infrequently. I'd like to point out I'm uh, FaceTiming with Chad, and I've seen his nipple a total of seven times so far because he never wears a shirt. <laughs> well, it's it's warm enough here that I don't feel like wearing a shirt, and, you know, man, we're just, just you know, we're hanging out, dude. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, guys, this is, uh, like I said, episode 26. It is six months of the podcast, and in doing so... And in celebrating this monumental occasion, we're going to cover one of the biggest cult movies of the 90s, uh, and potentially of all time, but, you know, time will tell on that. And that is The Big Lebowski. And I'll tell you what, I wanted to do the beer part with a Michigan beer, because there's over 10 Michigan beers that are named after The Big Lebowski. Oh my God! I have one at my bar. There's one. I literally my IPA on tap at, at one of my bars, um, the the one in Culver City that you went to. Yeah. Our 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 literally we have three taps, and our one IPA is the dude's IPA. See, they, I think it's it's just and, insane. And they, yeah, it's a little much, but uh, but the 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 tap handle is actually a bowling pin. That, works that says out. the dudes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, gonna, I'll, I'll tell you guys what I'm going to be drinking today. And then I will tell you what I wanted to drink today, but couldn't find because it's either oh, out of season please. or uh, rare okay. beer in general. Sorry to interrupt. Can I just throw in that uh, in the beginning? So we were talking before we started recording about how often he drinks beer in the movie versus white Russians. True. And in the first bowling scene, he is drinking out of a Miller Lite uh, plastic cup at yeah. the bowling alley. Yeah, him and Walter. Yeah, yeah. and Donnie. Oh, Rest Donnie. in peace. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna let's let's skip ahead. We got a lot to cover, so let's go right into the beer. The beer. She calls me from the cold. 
was low, feeling short of stable. All the chin tins. And all she keeps inside is in on the label. She says she's ashamed. Can she take me for a while? Can I be a friend? We'll forget the past, or maybe I'm not able. And I break at the bend. So in honor of uh, California, where Chad is currently, where the movie takes place. Uh, let's, let's be specific. Let's, let's say L.A. Oh, maybe the beer is not from L.A., but sorry. Sorry. For, you know, just carry on. Where is uh, Escondido? Escondido? Escondido. Okay, so... The, <laughs> You're going to take the, the 405 to South <laughs> Go down south to... Yeah. I mean, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> That's not inaccurate. Um, never mind my uh, question. Today's well, okay. b- beer is brewed in uh, Escondido, California, and it's by Stone Brewing, which is what I just recently found out in the saddest news ever. One of the few breweries, like mainstream breweries, that have made it big in the craft world that have not been purchased by a large conglomerate. And like I just found out Founders, I guess, has been purchased. I haven't confirmed this, so feel free to yell at me and email me. But um, I heard yesterday about a bunch of different breweries that were doing fantastic. And because of that, now they are owned by a larger conglomerate company, um, which typically never goes well for craft beer. But anyway, Stone IPA, the iconic West Coast style IPA. Uh, and also wonderful because it comes in a nice 22-ounce bottle, so I don't have to worry about that 12-ounce, 12-ounce, 12-ounce business. Get right down to business. Business. I'm going to keep saying business. Why not? But Stone IPA is, um, they claim, the IPA that launched generations of hop fanatics. Uh, you can smell the hops the second you pour it, and it's, I mean, the glass is like a foot away from my face, and I can still immediately smell it right when it comes out of the bottle. Uh, this is a really good IPA. This is clearly a flagship IPA, and the India Pale Ale is something that Stone does really well and has done really well. They have limited editions throughout the year that I believe I've talked about here before, but they have a 4th of July one, a Christmas one, a like Memorial Day one, Labor Day one, whatever, but they're always uh, called Enjoy by like 7418 example for 4th of July. Uh delicious beers and this one is no exception to that rule. It is also delicious being their flagship beer. I should freaking hope so. And this is what I'll be drinking today alongside a white russian or caucasian as you might know it that I prepared before we started recording. But I did want to talk about some of the Michigan beers. And this is just Michigan. Globally as we just discovered with Chad there's There's beers all over the country that are named after the Big Lebowski, which is our movie we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I feel, well, nothing against the beers you're about to talk about, but I feel like it's kind of low-hanging fruit for as far as marketing goes. Yeah, but some of the selection, uh, as far as like the names and the puns, are pretty fantastic. Um, Fair enough. Okay, I look forward to hearing that. So, some obvious ones are obviously not. (laughs) But The Brew Abides, Greenbush Brewing, um, Obviously, that's easy, but that's an Imperial White Russian Stout, so that's kind of perfect. Um, 
this this is one of my favorites just because of the name if you guys have ever seen the big lebowski on tv uh, they swear a lot and so they have to cover up some lines and in the famous scene where john goodman is smashing the shit out of a really nice car and screaming this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass the tv edit is this is what happens when you find a stranger in the alps so, which makes no sense <laughs> that's the um, best you know what yeah. i've never seen that and i feel like <laughs> you're, you feel like I mean, you're, I, you're missing out now right well no i've just seen it like 20 mm -hmm. times so like i feel like that would be like awesome because it sounds like they're not even trying to have it make sense well that's like the monkey fighting snakes on this monday through friday plane but anyway, the beer brewery Vivant <laughs> made is called Stranger in the Alps. Um, so that's oh, that's a, cool. Yeah, nice little uh, catch on there. And then Oddside Ales makes two. One is called El Dankarino, and just like El Dudarino. And the label shows the Hollywood Star Lanes. But then their other one is called Nihilist. And it says on the label, the beer cares about nothing and shows the three nihilists in a cartoon drawing in front of a burning car, which is fantastic. Uh, Mitten Brewing Company does the Credence, which is just an homage to Credence Clearwater, but specifically because they're the dude's favorite band. Who cares? And they, they call them the, the Credence, the, referring to the tape. Yeah. Um, right. Out of Your Element is apparently like a ghost beer that's only been seen by a couple people but dark horse made it and it is also a white russian stout uh no rules which is a vietnamese porter by perrin uh so this one's a little reaching but i get it yeah it's it's the label has walter holding a bowling ball <laughs> in some form of drawing but, uh, but it's a, it's a, but it's a reference too because you know he's like this is bowling it's not it's not Vietnam there are rules yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Um, log jamming by Greenbush obvious reference to awesome. the uh, the porn and we got two left the dude's rug this is uh, bee nectar meadery it's a chai cider and some douchebag on Beer Advocate wrote a review for it and wrote, it really chies the room together. What an asshole. <laughs> oh, boy. And then finally, from uh, Mountain Town Brewing Company, which is formerly Mount Pleasant Brewing Company, they did the Big Kowalski, which is actually named after their head brewer, like whose last name is Kowalski. But they did it because of the Big Lebowski. And I guess if you Google the Big Kowalski, you will typically get corrected and it'll give you search results for the Big Lebowski. So lots of Michigan beers out there. And I've seen a few of them in stores. And of course, when I tried to get them for this podcast, I couldn't find a damn one of them. Uh, so if you do see those out there, check them out. I've tried a couple. Uh, El Dancarino is probably the most common you can find in a store. Delicious. And Chad was telling us about one in California called, what, the Dudes IPA? The Dudes California IPA. Well, the Dudes is a brewery, and we have the California IPA. So there's a whole brewery. Named there's after. a whole brewery called the Dudes. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah they're cool it never ends but so today stone ipa stone is an amazing brewery um if you can find them outside of their normal beers in your state uh try some other stuff i don't get a lot in michigan because we are on the other side of the country but they do have pretty pretty good distribution so you can find they, stuff uh, they, here and there yeah sorry go ahead they uh they actually have they i'm not sure if this is still the case but i think it is they have the most popular ipa in california 
or at least Southern California. That doesn't surprise um, me. It's really fucking good. Uh, and it, to answer your question, I'm pretty sure since it's stone, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of little towns and, and cities and stuff in between LA and San Diego. Like I just, I forgot that, but like, Cause I just thought, cause I've driven over to San Francisco a lot and it's just like, you drive through like just barren, not barren, but like a lot of farmland and just like, you know, there's not really much civilization there. And so I just, I guess I just assumed that, uh, LA to San Diego is like that, but no, it's like populated all the way down. So there's all yeah. these little places with like names like Escondido. So I'm pretty sure that Escondido is on the way to San Diego. Yeah, it is. It's of south of LA. I know it's south of LA. Okay. Well, there's Encinitas too. And there's all this stuff, but uh, anyway, I'm, so I'm going to say it's like between LA and San Diego. Yeah. California's go got a large number of breweries and I think I need to make a trip out there and just go to them and not hang out with that Chad guy. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Please. Who wants to, who wants to hang out with you? My, my, my dog likes to hang out with me. Allegedly. You know who else likes to hang out with you? Mm, not sure where you're going with this. Here's a song. For the main event today, to this week, to, I always say today, but I guess it's for today. Depends on when you're listening to this. We do an episode a week. The main event, though, the main subject, the topic, if you will, the Big Lebowski. Loved and adored by folks young and old, even though when it came out that was not the case. It is uh, one of the few movies that has a true cult following in the way that it had about a $15 million budget and released opening weekend of five million and then ended up only grossing us i think 17 which is what two million over budget uh so didn't do great critics didn't really like it especially after fargo where coen brothers won a bunch of awards but the big lebowski uh jeff bridges john goodman steve buscemi Buscemi, Buscemi, I can never get that right, and I've heard so it too many I'm ways. So I'm pretty sure he was on uh, he was on the Late Show recently, and Colbert was calling him Buscemi. So I usually defer to like their pronunciation because they probably like figure out how to get it right. That's fair. Before the show, you know, uh, David Huddleston. Like, for for example, for an example, yeah, I saw one time. Uh, uh, on Roger Ebert's whatever his show was called, he had Martin Scorsese on. Fucking bitches he, with Robert Ebert. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, um, he he had um, he had Martin Scorsese sitting right next to him, and they're friends. And he called him Martin Scorsese. That's fine. So I'm going to say that it's Scorsese. But if you pronounce it that way, people will look at you funny and or punch you. So I, you know, I gotta. You know, use it judiciously. Um, <laughs> that's judicious, judiciary. The Roger. Um, David Huddleston, who is the big Lebowski, um, he just died recently, didn't he? Probably. I think he did. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, rest in peace. What a fucking amazing person he was. Um, Tara Reid, John Turturro, Sam Elliott. Uh, John Turturro, I, I don't want to branch off too quick, but did you hear what's been in the works for the last two years? No, maybe. 
Um, Tell me. He's making, he's writing, directing, well, wrote and directed, it's supposed to come out this year, a movie called Going Places. The, G- the Jesus the Jesus story? Well, kind of. It's, bring- it's called Going Places. It's a remake of a 1974 film, but he is re, uh, re, what, revamping? No, what the hell's, what is it called when you play the same character again? Uh, revisiting? No, oh, what know. the fuck ever. Reviving? Yeah, reviving. He's reviving the character of Jesus Quintana. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. I think he is worthy of his own like movie. Or yeah, well, so he, like that's that, what he's so doing. He's he's reviving that character in a 1974 remake in a movie called Going Places. The only thing that's like tied into Big Lebowski is that specific character, which he got permission from the Coen Brothers in 2014 to use. I just found that out that's today, crazy. and I was like, that's hilarious because that character that's is crazy, is fucking nuts. And then one of the little like snippets that I didn't put on the little one sheet here is I guess the scenes where he's going around to the neighbors to say he's, you know, a pervert. Um, they put... the Pederast. What? Yeah, exactly. He's a pederast. Uh, they put bird seed in his, uh, like a, a tube of bird seed. That was his, like, junk in his tight pants when in the scene when he's doing that. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, good times. But uh, Big Lebowski, Chad, tell everybody what Big Lebowski is about if they haven't seen it because they're crazy. <laughs> 20 years ago. Shit, 98. That was 20 years ago. All right, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So The Big Lebowski is a story about a very ambitious young gentleman named Jeffrey Lebowski who is given a rug very generously by a friend and then proceeds to meet all kinds of characters as he learns about the history of the rug. (laughs) I hate you so much. So the Big Lebowski is, uh, is about the dude and it, and his adventures in uh, misidentity, false identity. It's basically it's basically a detective story. Yeah, it's it's in, a in crime the guy, in 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 the guise of a stoner movie featuring bowling. It's a crime comedy. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. I'm pretty sure that 99% of the people listening to this have seen the movie. So if you haven't seen so. the movie, just just go watch it. Like, we don't need to explain. We don't need to tell you what it is. Yeah, just guys, it's a, it. it's a Coen Brothers movie. You can't go wrong. You know, I find this, because I try to push movies on my wife all the time, and I find that she is more resistant because I try to push them on her. And so I told her yesterday, I was like, look, if it's not like a 1999 teenage movie, just watch it because if because that's my that's the movies i have i have stuff like down to you and just friends or shit like that and then i have and you all know thomas anderson true. and coen brother movies <laughs> you know that's true because why would somebody lie about that yeah see that's not that's not you know it's not something that somebody would brag about oh boys and girls come on that's a great movie it's a good the, song exactly um so Our big lebowski 1998 20 years ago which is crazy i didn't put that together till just now yeah uh, you want to hear something else crazy yeah i do so i you may have seen my facebook post about this because this dawned on me the other day and you know i've been a fan of both boogie nights and uh and the big lebowski for uh, going on 20 years now i didn't see the big lebowski i didn't see either of them when they came out but shortly thereafter and keep that in mind i want to talk about that because that's a whole thing but yeah 
Well, well, yeah. So Boogie Nights, I can't remember which came out first, but I want to say Boogie Nights came out in 97. Yeah, I thought Boogie Nights at was the first. At the end of, end of 97, and Big Lebowski came out in, like, the spring. So, like, we're talking about fall and spring. We're talking about, like, six months apart, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. And in Boogie Nights, um, Burt Reynolds' character is named Jack Treehorn. Oh, that's funny. No, no, no sorry, Jack Horner. Okay, it was going to be a Jack lot Horner. funnier. <laughs> right? No, it's not that. Sorry, I fucked that up. His name, his name is Jack Horner, and the pornographer, the porn director in The Big Lebowski, is named Jackie, Jackie Treehorn. Yeah, yeah. So Boogie Nights is ninety-seven. So, but they couldn't. They were made so close to each other that they couldn't have. You know, it's just a crazy coincidence. Right? Julianne Moore is in both of them. That is true. So that maybe, is true. Maybe she traded uh, secret things. Yeah, and I mean those two movies define Chad's film uh, film love. I'm yeah, well, terrible well course. said. But well, well said. <laughs> Cohen, um, Cohen Brothers no, and Paul think, Thomas Anderson. I mean that you I throw think, in a little Wes Anderson too, and I think we're good there. They, well, Wes Anderson, I kind of. Yes, Wes Anderson influenced me heavily in my film school days, but I'm not that big a fan now because he really hasn't evolved at all, unlike Paul Thomas Anderson, but that's kind of out of the scope of this podcast. But um, Thank you for saying yeah. scope. I've been with so many people lately that have said the word purview, and I've started using it and realized that if I were to look up the definition of purview, I think I would probably be a little surprised. Well, I was just about to say that, but I realized that I said it last time. Yeah, I said you, it in the last podcast. You freaking purview people. Yeah. But that's it's the same thing. You're purviewed. It's, like, it's a it's a synonym. Cinnamon. 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 Yep. Cinnamon. Exactly. So Big Lebowski as I would describe it. Uh, you don't need to describe it, dude. Let's just get on with it, man. Dude, see, you just said dude. Come on, dude. I know, dude. I'm going to say it a lot. Just get, get, be so ready, I want to ask you a question. I mean this completely honestly. I'm watching it yesterday. Uh, for the, I'm watching it right now. <laughs> for the 900th time. Um, yeah, just so people know I've got it on in the background. That's really funny. But so I'm watching it, and, and it's really, like, I'm laughing out loud. It's really funny. But I have to ask myself... Like why, why, just why? Like this movie, this this has become the kind of film to where I didn't know about it in 1998 and probably 1999. Like I probably didn't even see the fucking movie until 2000, 2001, like two, three years after it was out. And th we worked at fucking Blockbuster at the time. Yep. But this was the kind of movie, just like a cool band that you might not have heard about, that you just fucking lied about. You're like, oh, yeah, no, I love that fucking movie. And then you went home and watched it real quick so you could be like in with the fucking cool kids. Everybody knows this movie, quotes this movie, makes little references. And even if you don't get them, you just fucking like nod so you can fit in. And then you feel like a, a fucking loser afterwards. Why is this movie so fucking special? Uh, like in the in the uh, I I mean in the pop culture I mean, world. I'm gonna say that uh, Julianne Moore being naked has, has a lot to do with that. <laughs> That's the safe way I'm gonna, out, Chad. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that and people's affinity, general affinity for beer and weed. I mean, that's what. The, so that's the thing, right? Is it just like a weed thing? 
No, I honestly, to be completely honest, I think it's just such a great movie that, that like it's undeniable and has tons of quotes. I think it's just so quotable that people like the quotes have been like a feedback, a positive feedback loop where like people start quoting it and then, you know, you keep quoting it and the more people quote it. And it's just so quotable that like it just it just, you know, it just becomes, you know, part of the the yeah. the the. Uh, like ubiquitous in the you know what's funny with the quotes and you have me in headphones right now right i do i don't know why i hear myself echoing occasionally hi guys sorry um but here's what's funny about the quotes is the i didn't realize this i've seen this movie countless times not probably as many as chad but um the dude himself is constantly just saying the same shit that other people have said to him throughout the entire movie Mm-hmm. Um, whether he like right in the beginning when he hears George Bush on TV, this aggression will not stand. He uses that not like two minutes later. <laughs> that's that's one of um, the big tropes of the movie. It's like um, yeah, he has no uh, original thoughts. He just like so, regurgitates the lines that are said to him by other yeah, characters, and it's fucking yeah, amazing when and, you actually pay attention to that. My my friend, you remember you know Patrick, of course. Of People course, listening Patrick. If don't. you guys don't know Patrick, I'm pretty sure he grows a weed farm um legally now you know he's on the up and up he's a, he's a good dude god Patrick, bless you california dude, but, <laughs> but he might have been like the closest thing we had to the you know to the dude he was yeah he was yeah. the dude i can give you that um to some but, degree but uh but um i mean he was always gainfully employed but you know but beyond that um, oh God. Okay. So right now, let me just tell you this right now on my TV is this, is the scene where they're making the, he picks up Walter before they go make the drop with the ringer. <laughs> and okay. So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Speaking of Paul Thomas Anderson, I think I was telling you this recently, but I went, I used to live in the Valley by where they shot Magnolia. And so I would drive by and like, you know, I would appreciate, holy shit, that's the gas station for Magnolia where William H. Macy climbs up the telephone pole. Yeah, and then now Big Lebowski, the bowling alley isn't fucking there anymore. Well, and then also right when I got to LA, I went and found, I looked up the location where Punch Drunk Love was shot. And I went to that car like auto body shop where that was shot that's cool so i have a history of going to these locations because i am that you know that order of magnitude of nerd um i I went to the scream four set in dearborn michigan so you're good keep going (laughs) okay yeah i'm yeah that's that's way worse so um we're talking about a deep sequel um so I would I would have gone to that location, the bowling alley, in a heartbeat, but it got torn down like right before I moved here. Uh, but it was in Hollywood. Yeah, but, now it's a so, now it's an elementary school, which is so kind that of funny. corner, <laughs> that corner, that that little uh, plaza where Sobchak Security is, or whatever it's called, where he picks up Walter outside of. Yeah, yeah. Before they when he picks up the ringer. Yeah, Walter's security uh, business. Yeah, well, it's Sobchak Security, I think it's called. Yeah. So that plaza is right on the corner of Santa Monica and Highland, I want to say. And, you know, there's a Del Taco there. I don't know if you remember that. I'm but it's like right yes. across the street. It's right across the street from the Del Taco. And the, the reason I figured that out was because I saw the Del Taco in the background. And then I looked it, on, I looked it up online, and that was the fact, a fact. So I literally went there. So I've been to that location. 
I'll tell you the most exciting location for me, which I couldn't get that close to because it's like an active small movie studio. Volcano. Uh, I was hoping you were going to say volcano. (laughs) This is the spot where the volcano came out of the ground in downtown Los Angeles. No, uh, I I went to the office building for the office. Oh, I took a picture outside of it. Yeah, way up in fucking Van Nuys. Yeah, you and Patrick sent me that picture. Yeah, I was like, okay, it was for your birthday or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I just found out where the office is, so I'm going to go take a picture. Yeah, it's in Van Nuys. Yeah, it pissed me off because I moved back, and the office was just starting when I moved back from L.A., and it literally shot, like, right down the fucking road from my buddy's house, from Torrin's house. Mm-hmm. It's not far from there at all. Anyway. Yeah, let's just base. keep using all our friends' names that people yeah. don't know. You guys, I'll yeah. tell you what. Okay. If you want to find them, go to my just, just, Facebook friends and search their first names, and you'll find them because... I don't know any other Patricks, and I guarantee I don't know any other Torrens. Um, but you, it's funny you're talking about uh, Patrick having gainful employment and, and in reference to him being the dude. In an earlier version of the script, I didn't know this either, which I love it, but then if you nerd out and like do the research, it doesn't make as much sense, obviously. In an early version of the script, they had the dude's income revealed, and he was the heir to the inventor of the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was fantastic, but I guess that would like also make him Hungarian. And so they, they took that out. Uh, and it was also better for him to just be mysteriously. Existing. Yeah. Well, also you got to wonder like what, like how much money does he have? If he's like, his rent is always late. So you got to think like he's obviously has some kind of, you know, some kind of source of income, passive income, but it's not always steady. Yeah. Well, so in that first scene, when he's at the grocery store buying half and half and he, uh, he post dates a check because he, he, we find out later, like people have dove into this movie way too far, but so the check is dated. This is like a weird little thing. This was 98 and he dated the check 9-11-98. And he was watching Bush on the TV, which Bush's son was there for 9-11-2001, three years later. Crazy, man. Crazy. Wait, wait, wait. Really? It's 9-11? Yeah. Um, Whoa. But I yeah, he also, uh, the the uh, the landlord, when he stops by, he mentions how it's the 10th, which means he post-dated the check for 69 cents for the carton of half and half. <laughs> okay so but, but you said 98 uh what uh, the that, year doesn't matter okay he I, says I, I, thought he, I thought you meant he really postdated it like well yeah there's the, there's a theory of that but i don't i think oh no no yeah because it's 90 it takes place in what 91 91 90 yeah 91 yeah uh but i think he, he does postdate it at least like a few days which is hilarious because it's literally yeah. a, he writes a check for 69 cents and posts that's awesome <laughs> oh so what i was going to say about patrick was that at some point we figured out like that t- as the movie goes on the time in between him repeating stuff that people say gets smaller and smaller so in the beginning there's a lot of time in between when George Bush says this aggression will not stand, and then he says it for the first time. Yeah, for sure. But as the movie progresses, the time in between shortens to, to where the middle in the middle of the movie, he's like repeating it almost like immediately. You know, maybe not that immediate, but yeah. like almost immediately. And then as it gets towards the end of the movie, then it starts to widen again. 
or at least we have that theory where it's kind of palindromic in a way. Uh, yeah, but I've never confirmed it. That's uh, a death. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. The Cone Brothers, like in that way, are. are I don't know. Want to, I don't know if I want to say genius or crazy because <laughs> that's. Details, details like that are like a fine line situation, but um, the 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 the, the sandals, oh my god! What? So I never noticed this before. Yeah, but Donnie. So this is the scene right now where they're uh, in the bowling alley again um, after the ringer situation, um, and dudes. Your phone's ringing, dude. Your phone's ringing, dude. Um, and Donnie is wearing a bowling shirt, but it says Austin on it instead of Donnie. Yeah, so mean. there's a whole thing with that. Uh, if you pay attention, his shirt says different names in every scene he's in, and it's never his name. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Steve Buscemi jokes in there. Um, he was in Miller's Crossing. He was in Fargo, obviously, and I guess it's like kind of an inside joke or a running gag with the Coen brothers in Miller's Crossing. Yeah. In Miller's Crossing though, he's just like, he's a dead body in Fargo. He's a wood chipped body. And now in big Lebowski, he's burned to ashes. (laughs) The pieces of his body keep getting smaller throughout the movies. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) And then I I didn't know, uh, I never knew that Amy Mann was the, like she's one the scene. Nihilist. Yeah, she's the nine tone nihilist. She, yeah, she's the one missing her tail. Yeah, totally. Yeah, There's another Coen Brothers and Paul Thomas Anderson connection. Yeah, because of uh, so. Why is that? Because of because of Magnolia. Yeah. Well, she did like she had a ton of songs in that movie. Um. Yeah, and also, for some reason, Lingonberries were always something I was like, what I learned about what lingonberries were because of the movie, because of this movie. You remember that? Yeah. Cause in, in that scene, when you see Amy man, they all, they all, they're at the diner and they oh, all the, order lingonberry yeah, pancakes. Yeah. Lingonberry pancakes. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is a lingonberry? Yeah. And I looked it up and I still don't know. No, I guess it's a Swedish thing. Or <laughs> it's something. a berry. That's all it's you need to know. Kind of, kind of thing. I married a, I married a Swedish lady, so I know all about them crazy. No, we don't make lingonberry anything. That's not true. But she's Swedish, kind of. Did not know that. Finnish. There's a longer story there. I'm not going to get into. Um, so I, I found out some other weird little facts. The the jellies that the dude wears are actually Jeff Bridges' real sandals that he just brought to set and continues to wear like until they were broken years and years later. Oh, I bet. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> and then uh, before they shot a scene, Jeff Bridges would often go to the Coen brothers and he'd ask, uh, did the dude smoke on his way over? And if they said yes, he would rub his knuckles oh, in he, his he eyes. Oh, he rub his eyes. Yeah, to bloodshot his, his eyes. eyes. make him red. <laughs> Which is fantastic. What a great actor. Um, so let's, uh, let's take a little song break and then we'll come back with By the Numbers, The Big Lebowski, By the Numbers. And we're back. Is that, was that exciting? Are you excited? 
I I am now. Yeah, I drank my I drank my Stone IPA. I have a uh, Caucasian in my hand, feeling good. And now you we're gonna call do it oat soda. I I finished my oat soda. Now I got a Caucasian. There you go. There uh, you I go. got. Now we're gonna do the Big Lebowski by the numbers. I stole that from Marketplace, and I'll probably get sued. <laughs> the Big Lebowski <laughs> by the numbers. The dude says man. 147 times in the film. The F word is used in some capacity 292 times. The word dude is used 161 times, one of those times being in electric lights in one of his hallucination dreams. The dude's rug being peed on is mentioned 17 times in the movie. And the dude drinks nine Caucasians throughout the film. He's drinking one right now on my screen as we speak. It's true. I'm he's, holding it. He's in the limo. He's in the limo where um, where Damarera. Dude, driving. there's a beverage here, man. <laughs> Fucking great. There's um, so many good cameos in here. Like that's Damarera the driving the limo. Yeah, it's it's just good. Just stuff. Randomly. Uh, yeah, so here's what's funny about the dude. He he like he constantly references himself the dude obviously that's like the big misconception in the first part of the movie where he's like i'm not lebowski though i'm the dude um or dude reno uh the mortuary scene at the end is the only scene where not only the dude introduces himself as jeffrey lebowski but john goodman takes his glasses off that's the only scene in the entire movie where those two things happen hmm. and then i also found this uh, entertaining and cool T-Bone Burnett was a music consultant for the film uh, while they were writing it for the Coen brothers. And yeah, I, I feel like he does that a lot though. Yeah. Well, the, he helped establish the dude's taste in music, but he's the one that apparently recommended um, his hatred of the Eagles. Oh, nice. <laughs> Cause apparently T-Bone Burnett is not a big Eagles fan anyway. And I guess Jeff, uh, Jeff Bridges has been confronted by like Glenn Fry, obviously prior to his death um in person because they took it so personally whereas he said uh metallica is a bunch of assholes metallica loved it and tried to somehow fit it into their set and like make a song about the big lebowski which obviously failed well you know uh glenn fry and don henley aren't you know necessarily the nicest of guys yeah but i would say if you were to pick assholes if you were to pick which egos were like bigger I would have said Metallica way more than the Eagles. No, because it's the fu- Metallica. They're like the biggest metal band. In Metallica the world. The is Eagles the fucking assholes like- that shut down Napster. <laughs> like, what are you okay, talking about? Yes, uh, Don Henley threw a maraca at a fan's head during a concert because fan probably she- deserved it. <laughs> I don't recall why, but she she did something that he didn't like. She was not Maybe taking it easy. She was living life in the fast lane. Correct, correct. No, I think she was like trying to take a picture or something like that. That's Maybe amazing. it was a flash picture or something like that, but he threw a maraca at her head. So the wait, guys, wait, Was you know, he playing the maraca or did he just grab a maraca? Because I feel like he doesn't play the maracas, right? I feel, I'm going to say he was playing the maraca, but... You know, maybe he stole it from the Morocco player. I don't know. <laughs> can I just can I just call out a continuity issue that I'm seeing right now? So um, when he when he goes from limo to limo, uh, for, he goes from Damarera's limo to the one with uh, the Big Lebowski and, uh, yeah, and yeah. Brant, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. Yeah. Um, 
you know, the, the bodyguard shoves him in, like he drags him across the street and shoves him in. And so he spills a lot. And that's where he's like, Hey, yeah, he has a lot left over when he gets back in the limo. He, yeah, he has a lot left. Yeah. He spills most of it. And then he has a lot left over after that. I guess, uh, I don't know if this is a continuity issue or not. I'm sure it wasn't planned, but when they leave the bowling alley to find his car on fire at the end, uh, I guess he's wearing bowling shoes instead of his jellies. Like he left the bowling shoes on. Oh, that's yeah. That's awesome. Interesting. So we got to talk about like the impact that this has had on pop culture and society, because it's actually been like disturbingly huge Um, outside of just like fandom and quotes and shit. There has been a, a religion started do you know about this? What's it, what, what, no, what's it called? So, uh, Dudism, or the Church of the Latter-day Dude, <laughs> this is a real religion that was started, of course, in California, um, and founded in 2005. It has 220,000 Dudist priests. <laughs> That's pretty cool. i got to give it um, to them. That's pretty cool. That they've ordained. Two species of African spider have been named after the film and main character, uh, Analosimus Big Lebowski and Analosimus Dude, uh, both in 2006. There's uh, an extinct Permian conifer genus. I don't know what the fuck that means because I'm not yeah, a... Yeah, conifer genus. Of course. Um, the first species described within the genus in 2007 is based on 270 million year old plant fossils from Texas and is called Lebowskia grandfolia. <laughs> Conifer genus just sounds like just remind. I just think of Jennifer Connelly being a genius. Oh, well, see, I just all. I think that's like an actor's name. Like they changed their name when they moved to Hollywood, and they're like, "My name is Conifer genus." This is my first movie role. I don't know why they're British. Everyone's British you know, when they introduce or, or, themselves to me. Or Testaginus. Testaginus, the, the girl that dated one of us, but we're not sure. Who. No, it's not me. You're not sure if you dated her, but I'm, I know I didn't, so it was you. I feel like there was a time in our lives where a lot of girls dated me to get to Chad, and I think she was one of them. Um, Wait, but they never got to me, though. It's because you're huh. a picky son of a bitch, man. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, um, but what else did I want to say? Uh, man, Chad, would you do? call yourself an yeah. achiever? Hell yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, not not literally, because I haven't really achieved anything except being a bartender. <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm an achiever as, as far as you know, in, in as it pertains to Big Lebowski fandom. Yeah, a lot of people uh, refer to themselves as achievers when they're crazy. One of the, one of the one of the things that I thought like I just I wanted to say after you talked about the numbers portion, um, I forgot how much they swear in it, and oh, also so I just didn't I just didn't care. And I was on a family <laughs> ski trip out, and this is probably in Colorado. And uh, I want to say Breckenridge, not that it matters, but uh, um, Breckenmeyer. Just, just, just trying to, um, just trying to brag about my family's, you know, ski trips. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I rented the movie. Like there was, like we were in a small ski town, but there was like one gas station, and they had movies to rent, and so I rented a VHS copy of The Big Lebowski. 
and I remember watching it really late, like after everybody had gone to bed, and like it was just me and my sister watching it, and and the next morning my grandpa woke up and he was like. What movie were you watching last night? They say the F word a lot. And I was like, oh, man, I guess I guess I should have realized that everybody can hear the movie in the house. Yeah. So I felt kind of bad. 292 times. Yeah. 200. <laughs> it's not a word you miss in that movie. I, that's why I almost want to see it on like TBS or something just to see what the hell they do. Because that's a yeah. lot of F words. Yeah, I, I definitely want to see that. So there's a couple uh, things I yeah. also found when doing research. I, uh, hope, I hope that's on. I want to get the Blu-ray now. I have two DVDs of it, but I want to get the Blu-ray because I'm sure that's got a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah. But hopefully that's on the Blu-ray. If I were them, I would put that on the Blu-ray. Oh, I don't think they're going to put a TV edit version on anything. I think it's, but it sounds like such a fun version of it. And it's like great for people that have seen the movie over and over and over again. I just, I want to get really angry with someone and say, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> I, I support your decision. That's like someone cuts me off and then I get out of my car in a road rage incident. And I'm like, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. And so then they're all both like scared and confused. I think that's, yeah, I think, I think <laughs> it's, it's it, end of confrontation at that point. They're just like, okay, man. Okay. I don't either. Bye. This reminds me of a new girl where a guy gets out and just keeps saying his name. He's like, I'm Toby. I'm Toby. And he hits his car and he's like, I'm Toby. And it's scary, but doesn't make sense. Um, Big Lebowski inspired. There's a store open in Greenwich village in New York called Greenwich village. What did I say? Greenwich. I mean, in, 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 in your defense, it does look like, Phonetically, it's spelled Greenwich, but I'm pretty sure it's Greenwich. I'm sure it's Greenwich, and I am sure so much that I'm going to keep going and pretend I didn't mess that up. Um, yeah, store in Greenwich Village, and I don't remember what it's called, but they only sold Big Lebowski-themed things, like T-shirts or puns on bowling pins. Did you just sip your mate? No, I have two teas. I have mate, and then I have uh, this reishi cacao tea. Yeah, in case you guys didn't know, Chad is way cooler than all of us. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um, before we started reishi, recording, reishi mushroom. I said, "Oh, what am I seeing? That liquid in the camera?" And he said, "Oh, that's mate." And I said. I don't know what the fuck that is. And he said, oh, let me show you. And then he zoomed out. And then I said, I still don't know what the fuck that is. Because <laughs> showing me a bigger picture of something I'm unfamiliar with does not help. That's kind of, I feel like that's the equivalent of people being like, I don't speak English. And you'd be like, hello. And slowing it down. You know well, I mean? one, I didn't realize that you didn't know what is because I live in California and everybody knows what it is here pretty much. Um, <sighs> And you so you thought it was kava. You were like, "Is that your kava?" Because you're and always so drinking I kava. I, I know. I well, not drinking kava right now, unfortunately, because I have to go to work after this. And when I drink kava, I can't sleep. Kava I take my fucked up. My restless leg medication. I can't sleep. So yeah, that was, that was one of the most old man things I've ever heard you say. Well, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, don't get me um, wrong. My back hurts, and I'm I'm feel feel my age, Chad. But uh, still, 
Well, I've had restless leg even when I was a little baby. Yeah, I remember we used to do sleepovers and Chad would constantly kick me in the middle of the night. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, oh, restless leg, don't worry about it. And then he would just keep kicking me. It was pretty bad. Yeah, it was totally restless leg. (laughs) Um, So uh, do you think this still happens? There was a Lebowski fest that began in 2002. It's it's regional and it happens every year. Oh my god! Pretty sure, yeah. People dress up and in, in the most creative costume wins an award or something. Yeah, and like there's that. like unlimited bowling. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. that's crazy. I saw one one person like you know there's the obvious costumes that people go as um, you know like the characters and stuff like that, but somebody actually went as the milk carton. When he when he has the milk carton in the beginning and they yeah, yeah. Up, but there, there's a there's a have you seen me picture on it and so I think they had a milk carton on and they were the person in the have you seen me picture that is reaching <laughs> yeah yeah that's brilliant um, I've also discovered this is kind of related I've discovered that Entertainment Weekly makes way too many lists did not know that so let me i'm gonna give you just this is the list that the lists i hate the plural of that word a lot but this is the lists that the big lebowski is on this is just the list that this movie's on this doesn't count like they're you know sexiest man of the year and all that stupid shit too so just these lists that the big lebowski has ranked on funniest movies of the past 25 years top 50 cult films the Cult 25, the essential left field movie hit since 83. Uh, the 100 greatest characters of the last 20 years. And I, that, it goes on for way too long. Uh, Entertainment Weekly, calm the fuck down. That is way too many lists. Why do you have to have so yeah, many? Yeah, but, but that's like... That's like ask, that's like saying, whoa, Justin, you drink way too many beers. Yeah, like, it's called alcoholism, and that's a real no, condition. No, I'm not, I'm not implying that. I'm saying, like, <laughs> you have a podcast in, where, in which you drink beer and talk about it. So, like, Entertainment Weekly, they make lists. It's kind of what they do, you know? It's like, it's like t- I mean, that's like telling BuzzFeed they make too many lists. I mean, it's kind of the bread and butter, you know? You know what I like? Bread and butter? Yeah, that was a good transition to me eating dinner. The Big Lebowski, folks. God you damn, bread it's and a good for dinner? Uh, it's, um, I think it's part of a balanced meal. I mean, sure. Uh, just yeah. Get your dairy, you get your, your, your carbs. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that, that uh, I just wanted to... Um, Remind you about the Nixon uh, bowling poster that he I has, didn't, or the painting? Yeah, I didn't write anything about that, but yeah, that's like a famous Nixon picture in the bowling alley yeah, in the basement of the White was, House. Yeah, there's a bowling alley in the White House, and basically he released that as a PR photo because he wanted to like seem cool with the young kids. Yeah, Nixon, big bowler, and then uh, the dude has that. He didn't. Photo. Really, he didn't bowl though. Yeah, I, no, no. I read bowl. big. I read that he was a big bowler. Oh. I feel like he's the kind of guy that would just do it for a photo, but maybe you I know, feel like he's the kind of guy where that's the only sport that he can play. Oh, you know what? That's probably true. <laughs> um, but yeah, he has that big picture of Nixon behind his bar in his house. 
it's fantastic and then oh you know what so i'm gonna sound like this is one of the things that like i'm afraid to say because someone's gonna be like you uncool son of a bitch i didn't realize literally until yesterday uh that flea is one of the fucking nihilists wait how did you not realize i just didn't fucking think about it like because band members are not anybody that i like unless it's like adam duritz with his fucking dreads or some shit in a movie i'm not going to recognize someone and be like well like what's his name from fucking coldplay could be in a movie and i'd be like oh is that like jude law's brother i don't know who the fuck that is but um, it's flea though yeah i know but it's flea like well it, you're also the you're also the one that didn't know dave Grohl was the drummer for nirvana for like a long time 90s podcast guys you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) um that's funny because i'm just at the scene where he's at maude lebowski's apartment or loft and he has he's holding the autobahn record which has flea on the cover yes (laughs) it's so good it looks like a craft work record or something yeah well that's the whole joke is uh the craft work because they had their song autobahn and that was the like essentially the coen brothers making fun of them um yeah, Big Lebowski, great movie. If you're one of the few people that just aren't see, and you set this up to be just the people that I'm frightened of, the people that think you're not cool for not knowing enough about this movie. If you haven't seen it, go see it in the privacy of your own home where people don't know that you're seeing it for the first time. And if you've seen it, feel free to like bombard my inbox with uh, shit I might have gotten wrong or how I might not be cool enough for not knowing enough about this movie. So Um, here's one thing that's always kind of just like, no pun intended, rubbed me the wrong way. Um, Or cause, uh, cause I, I just, well, I just saw the scene where he goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, he's like, no, he hit me right here. And he points to his chin. He's like, no, put on your, pull on your shorts, please. So does the the doctor gives him a hand job? (laughs) Is that, is that what, I mean, cause he's, I he just comes figured, out like slapping the roof, like you know, yeah, that was awesome. You know, yeah, that's like in true. a good mood. Like he he likes he he's thought it was great getting a hand job from a male doctor. Like I his, mean, his, I assumed that he just like gave him a one hundred and ten percent full inspection of his body with no bills. Oh no! I mean, I <laughs> I never thought about a hand job from the doctor. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So Maud sends him to the doctor. Yeah. Maud sends yeah, I know. and she then later she says later you know later when they're trying she they have sex and they're trying to you know she's she's like oh you know like, what he's like what is that yoga and she's like no I'm trying to help yeah, you yeah, pre- help, yeah. like later pregnancy she's like what do you think the doctor was about so I, I think she sent him to the doctor yeah, but that's to but not to jerk him count. off he checked think, his sperm count I think he checked him for like STDs and shit I think he checked him to see his virility and to see if she, you know, he had good baby making capabilities. Yeah, I mean that's definitely. I think he gave a him a hand job. Plausible theory. I, I think he gave him a hand job and got a, got, you know, got a sperm sample and then tested it. I don't know, but it's that's but that but who knows, you know? Yeah, no, I, mean, I like that. I like that theory a lot, and now I want to research and find out if that's correct or not. Hey, but on uh, on the note of hand jobs. I think we're going to wrap up the Lebowski segment. <laughs> you can always wrap up on a hand job. Uh, yeah. It's not I mean, preferred. Yeah, I mean, that's a good time for a nap. 
That's going to do it for me and my fair-weathered California friend, Mr. Chadulus Nunulus. Is that, did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, that's my genus name. <laughs> Just like the spiders. Um, I want to thank Chad for joining me. We were going over movies that we could do together, and there's a lot that we can both relate to and have memories of, including Fight Club, which you need to rewatch, Chad. And I do need to rewatch. You know, here's the funny thing. I don't. Did we ever watch The Big Lebowski together? Yeah, because you had that when you were living in your like mom's basement. Well, that's true, but you're. The, I would not. I can. I can guarantee you. I would not know this movie. Well, I would know it, but I wouldn't have watched it without you. Because this is one of the movies okay. you would sit down and make me watch oh. with like every Paul Thomas yeah. Anderson movie. And it doesn't. It's never something that I regret afterwards. But going up until I'm always like, "Fuck you!" It's kind of like how you tried to get me into Coldplay. I didn't. Did I really? Yeah, that didn't work though, guys. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not a. Cold, I'm not much of a Coldplay fan. I thought, but I did. I, I think I got that one record when it came out. Whatever, like uh, 2004, uh, you were super into Coldplay. Yeah. No, no, that's not true. I just got the record and I was like, oh, this is kind of good. You know what? I bet Justin will like it because he likes tepid, you know, <laughs> melodic rock. <laughs> And it was all yellow. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beers and Nineties, or go to beersandnineties.com. I don't know what's going on at that website so far. Not a bunch, but there's some stuff there. And if you want a topic you want to cover or a beer to recommend, you can go ahead and submit it on there. Um, Stone IPA, delicious. Thank you for that. And Stone, keep making beers, and I'll keep buying them. And I also like to think Kahlua and any vodka you prefer in half and half or cream or milk or whatever your choice is for Caucasians because they're delicious. And last but always not least, Chadulus Ninulus, thanks for joining me from California. Uh, thanks for having me. And... Sorry, I'm distracted. I'm watching the scene where he's <laughs> where where he's uh, the guys in the iron lung or whatever. You know, they go to the house to. to and very nice to meet you, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the guys in the in the. I guess it's an iron lung. I don't know. Um, they never really. They, yeah, here's and, a here's and a snippet. Like, he has he has health problems. Yeah, something to end like, the show on. Obviously, that wasn't uh, apparent. The uh, the Cohen brothers based that whole storyline off a friend of theirs who's got their car stolen, and then when they recovered it, there was a fourteen year old's homework in the car. They didn't like go to his house and smash a front car in front of the house, but uh, that that part of the story is actually true, which is funny. But thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Episode twenty six. Been we, six we months. Never talked- Sorry, uh, we never talked about how the Big Lebowski is a real guy. Like, the, his name is Jeff Dowd. Yeah, yeah. And he's a real guy. Yeah, and he goes up. to the Lebowski fests, but he's a friend of the Coen brothers, and so he's based on a real guy. And he sleeps with fishes. See? Oh, that's sad. Oh, we're ending on a sad note. No, he's not dead. Oh, he has sex. Like, like um, he fucks that fish. one movie? That one movie that won the Oscar? Um, Deuce Bigelow? Oh, right. My bad. My bad. My bad, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you in, uh, we'll see you in one week. Or in two seconds, if you're binging this. Or never again, if you listen to this and you decided this is just not the fucking podcast for you. 
Hey, Chad. Yeah. You want to tell them about fuck stocks? <laughs> All right, bye, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> See ya. When you're sitting there in your silk upholstered chair Talking to some rich folks that you know Well, I hope you don't see me in my ragged company. All that you know, I could never be alone. Take me down, little Susie, take me down. I know you think you're the queen of the underground. Send me dead flowers every morning Send me dead flowers by the maid Send me dead flowers to my wedding And I won't forget to put roses on your grave Pink Cadillac Making bets on Kentucky Derby days I'll be in my basement room With a needle and a spoon And another girl to take my pain away Take me down in a suit Justin's got me peeing on recording.